Welcome to the Locking Castle podcast. This Sunday morning's teaching was given as part of the Disciple Making series. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all that you've got. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your heart. Get them inside of you and then get them inside others. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, that's called the Shema. And if you're a devout Jew, you will be praying that morning and evening, every day. Okay? So we're going to start doing that, shall we? Yeah, every, uh, to kind of get this command into us. That, now, it, say, it says God is one. Uh, he's complete, incomparable. You can't add anything more to him. He is one. Hear, O Israel. Hear, O world. God is one. There's no one like him. Then it says, love him with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Uh, Jesus adds also the other greatest command is to love your neighbor as yourself. Two commands, what fulfill the whole law and the prophets. This one prayer, Shema. And it illustrates our up in out and I know you're going to get sick and tired of me keep on saying about our up in out our devotion to the Lord our own personal discipleship our communal discipleship do you know your brothers and sisters look around you look at that. anyone who loves the Lord your brothers and sisters you're part of the same family look at you lovely lovely bunch you are look at that <laughs> all shapes and sizes all ages, yeah? It's great, isn't it? That we're all part of this wonderful family of God. It's not just our nuclear family. It is our family here right now. That we are to talk about the Lord. To remind ourselves of what it is to be a follower of Jesus, our communal discipleship. And then we are called to be disciple makers. Now, we may kind of get this kind of view, mightn't we? Where we think that as long as we can get them into church, get them to Alpha, say a little prayer, our job's done. Bosh, they're saved, great. We, we don't have to do anything else, yeah? Do you think, think that is what discipleship is about? Good, well done. It's not. It's not. It's not. That's not just what it is, is it? So uh, what, what well, do we, you think it is? We, I think we, we're helping to disciple each other.
picture that both signpost in them, non-Christian and Christian. Do we save people? No. <laughs> Who saves people? <laughs> Jesus saves people. We disciple. Okay? We disciple each other. We, this is whole, yeah, we're on lifelong disciples, lifelong apprentices. We're in this for the long haul. Whole life discipleship, that it actually affects our whole lives. No oh, wonder we need to bind it to our foreheads. Oh, yeah, because like we don't just end the journey with someone choosing to go to church or completing Alpha. We actually journey with them. We listen to their questions. We support them as their interests and passions come and go. We help them spot what God's doing in their lives. So discipleship is for, for us, walking along the road, it, uh, but it's also at the city gate, okay? That's where, where the business was done. That's our work. That's our everyday kind of living. So anyone who is, whether they're a disciple or not, they're on a journey, and they may ask questions, especially when they see things going on. So yeah, we've got, we, yeah. Well, we can also, it's a reminder of who God is. And all he's done. Yeah. And it goes further down because it talks about tying, um, tie them to your hands and your foreheads and on your doorposts. And as yeah. follower of Jesus, we have the amazing opportunity to pass this up and down the generations. Yes. Yeah. And it's our job to keep journeying with everyone. Well, yeah, because we're on this road together. And that, that is the important thing, that every single one of us can influence one another. We all have a responsibility for each other. Yeah, we keep believing in loving each other. Yeah, it's like that. Good discipleship and what you always say. Well, make, uh, we are disciples that making disciples, that make disciples, that make disciples. It, it's this... He goes on. Yeah, and he goes on and on and on. Okay, I'll shut up then. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. So how do we do this? Well, you, you kind of... <laughs> <laughs> so there are some practical tools. Oh. Now, remember, it's a tools, not formula. All right? I don't want us to have formulas of doing this, if you say this, and if they say that, you say... Yeah, all those kind of things. Now, I debunk formulas. Formulas do not work because they do not promote relationships. We've got to promote relationships. So we're going to give you some tools. Go, go for yeah, the tools. Yeah, we've just got some simple ones. So creating windows. I always see it, you know, like when you're walking down the street and you start looking into, well, I don't know if you do, but I do, looking into people's, through their Do you? Windows. You're a little bit nosy then, are you? Is this confession that you go around looking down uh, in people's windows and seeing mom. what's going on? Oh, that's, that's what mom. it is, all right. <laughs> but it, it, that, that's creating windows. You see that window into their life. Well, it's the same if we're sat talking to someone. Yeah. We're journeying with them, and through that journey, listening to them, windows are created, and we can find out more. It's living transparent lives, so people can actually see into our lives, and they may... And trying what's going and, on and in actual, their lives. actually seeing into their lives as well. Mm-hmm. So windows are very, um, a, a great way of kind of encapsulating what we are doing in our lives. We're making these windows and we're looking through windows because we're having relationship with people. 
A two-way connection with yes. him and ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Then we can frame it as well. This is another one of our tools and what God is doing and why things happen and who he is. And it shows us how he works in all of our lives. And it's what we do naturally framing. Yeah, yeah. So, say, for instance, um, uh, you, you see an ambulance go down the road and uh, you pray for that person where that ambulance is going. And framing that is actually uh, telling someone that and sharing that that this is what I do when I see an ambulance. I pray for them. And you're just framing your, uh, your Christian life. You, um, you're acting yeah. it out in that yeah. way. And then we can unwind them and ask some questions. We yeah. listen to them. Yeah. So unwinding is, a, is an interesting uh, a kind of um, untangling, I would say. Untang um, untangling as well yeah untangling because yeah. sometimes we have a concept of god which may not be actually correct because we uh, kind of see life through uh, our own trauma our own circumstances and so we actually might get a, a, a kind of a wrong understanding of god now and if doing we keep it, together, it yeah if we keep it to ourselves we won't don't always get the answer or we might get things wrong but we do something that um, actually, someone found quite funny the other day. I must tell you later. But we externally process oh, right, yeah. um, things together and uh, try and work them out because we can't always do it on our own. And we do the same with God. And we help each other kind of really connect um, and, and, and see God in the correct way rather than a kind of uh, through our own filters and through our own kind of viewpoints. Yeah. And so when we talk about it, it helps us to kind of help our theology, our understanding of God, all those kind of different things. And so talking is a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, who, who, who to know that, that actually kind of sharing and, and talking about these things. That's why life groups are so good, mm -hmm. that we have this opportunity to share faith and talk it out in community. Yeah, and that takes us on to the next one which is talking and listening to God. We, you've heard Andy and I and Catherine call it chat and catch, but talking to him and listening to him, it, it encourages us to pray and hear his voice, but we don't have to talk constructively. You know, we don't have to have regimented parts to it. We can just chat to him. We don't always finish our sentences. So, so how do you ask Andy to... So it, it would be a bit like, a friend of mine was on about this as well, and you just, in, in, like in the day, I don't turn around to my husband and say, dear Andy, would you please go and put the bins out today? I thank you very much for doing that. Amen. <laughs> and it's not building up a relationship with him especially because he's my husband, but it's much better if I say to him, oh, Andy, thank you so much for putting those bins out. He's, he's amazing. He does it every week. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but rather than all the, the structure of it, it's just you're amazing and thank you so much and I love you. And that's our conversation with God. Because I think... Um, 
church actually formalizes a lot of our stuff, what we do. That, that we're, I know that's the right thing to do, though, because we're leading, especially when we're leading and stuff like that. But it's not really the real relationship. I don't pray like that when I'm, I'm at home. I don't go, uh, yeah, oh, Father, yeah, I know you'll say, I just go, help. <laughs> yeah, help. He Be- goes, help, and I look a bit like Shirley Valentine in her wall. Not that a lot of you will remember. Well, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're showing your age now. So, <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> but, but the thing is, we, we're not. We're, we're not really, it's not that formal. I know we have our reverence and for the Lord and stuff like that, but he's our dad. He's Abba. And we can go to him. We don't have to be formal with him. We can just talk to him as a friend talks to a friend. So and I've got a, yeah. a little example oh, of, um, so Here's today's Remembrance Day. Hello. Hi, Samuel. Do you like Samuel? And some ideas yeah, okay. of maybe connecting with God this weekend. So on the creating windows, if Try we're attending way. a Remembrance Day service or watching on TV or sitting here now, um, we can point out how people are connecting to God through prayer, through reading the Bible, through our silence that we did earlier, through our body postures. We can frame it. We can frame war in terms of human sin. God's desire is for us to live and work peacefully together. But our selfishness and greed have got in the way. But we know one day God will put an end to all wars. But right now, we have choices to make in how we act towards each other. In unwinding, at the moment, a view of God as being in favour of war, or apathetic about its consequences. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, it says in Psalm 103. He could send Jesus back today to end wars forever, but he has graciously given us the opportunity to repent and turn back to him ourselves. We can talk to God about how we feel when we read or hear about conflict going on today. We can be totally honest and we can ask him how he wants us to respond. I've just gone quiet, I'll talk loud, thank you. And then wait for the answer. Words, pictures, goosebumps, shiver. Um, We all have different interests in war, conflict, justice and peace. So take your time to find out where God is active in it all. You see, these are practical tools for us to engage with conversation with people. And so sometimes when we're actually having a conversation, we we may not kind of know what to say. And in that moment, we can ask the Holy Spirit because last week we learned that we are empowered to be disciples and to make disciples. We're not doing this on our own. We can kind of connect with the Holy Spirit and he can talk to us while we are talking as well. And he can do that by dropping scripture into our heads, may drop a word into our, uh, uh, into our hearts, might be something in our stomach which feels that this is the right thing to do. You, we might actually, when we are speaking, we may, we may have those kind of goosebumps where we're going, mm-hmm. the Lord is confirming his word when we're speaking. And we just kind of go, yeah. I know I'm, I'm actually saying the right words here. 
So it, it can be through all those kind of different, it could be even in a, a, a word in the actual ear. Sometimes he does do that, through a rare occurrence, but he can do that. But he uses and uses our bodies to confirm and drop things into our minds and our hearts while we are talking. So we're not doing this on our own. We're doing it in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. Yes, so prayer is a conversation with God, yes. an informal relational communication that can be about anything, and I mean anything. And, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about uh, surfing the waves. We haven't actually we said haven't about surfing that. it. So a question is like a wave which we can surf for as long as it lasts, okay? Do you have questions? Sometimes you have questions asked you. That's a wave. That is a wave for you to surf for as long as it is. And, and with the conjunction of the Holy Spirit, we can do these things together. So these tools are just kind of, uh, you know, to help us realize what we are doing already and actually take advantage of those questions which come our way. We can do that together in our life groups as well because we're learning yeah. to identify from each other where yeah. our waves are and then we can support each other. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I just see it as, um, you know how waves, you get really big ones or really little ones. And sometimes someone would ask me a question, I'd give them an answer and that was it, that was it, over. And I would be a bit disheartened and then worry about their journey. But actually now I've learned to embrace that moment, that tiny wave, because one day it could be a big wave yeah. with them. You know, another part of their journey, another exciting moment, mm. or even a sad moment. You know, in grief, we're on a wave with someone and we're journeying on it together. Yeah. Uh, they, we can't always balance them. But. So how did he use these tools when Matt was in Afghanistan? So... Yeah. So who is Matt, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my son has been in the military for 15 years now and um, a serving member and currently on exercise. He's been in the middle of Wales, in the middle of nowhere for a month now. But he served in Afghanistan near the early part of joining up. Um, and it was a really tricky moment to hear that he was going out but these tools were so important to me so the military themselves they created windows and they framed it by giving us um, we had books and activities for Joe and Anya and Jack to do um, we had um, I don't know if anyone knows, we had something called blueies, and they're what we write our letters to them on and they go out to the BFPO addresses. So all these little tools, were they were practical, but they really helped us um, on our journey while he was out there for about, about over six months, wasn't it? Um, and um, so they were great in framing it, creating the windows. Um, another thing was the opportunity to chat with God. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't have a clue. And we didn't find out most of it until it, like a year or more later because Matt wouldn't even tell us. 
uh, and couldn't. So you had to kind of trust so we had to what trust. the Lord was giving to you, yes. uh, dropping in your heart and your mind yeah. Yeah. about those things and confirming that he was, well, yeah. yeah, you didn't know whether you were safe or not no. in that time. No, we, we were trusting in God and we were continuing our everyday life um, you would sometimes sort of get up in the morning and just keep going without thinking. But actually, they were harder days. When I actually got up and spoke to God about it, it would be an easier day. What kind of things did you have to untangle, you know, kind of un unlearn about that, that time? There was a lot of pain. So Matt's um, squadron were out... Uh, around Camp Bastion, well, his words were, we're going around the edge of Camp Bastion clearing the mines. They weren't. They were everywhere clearing mines. So it was, they were actually in quite difficult areas. Um, and so afterwards, when they were back and we found out more, we were having to sort of unpick his feelings of... Um, where they they were blown up two of the trucks got blown up matt was in the one right behind um only uh one of them lost his legs but some of the injuries were horrific from you know teeth going up into the jaw right. and so, it's so all these things we had to unpick after yeah unravel all those kind of things yeah with him. Right. being okay. in helicopters with severely injured um, uh, uh, soldiers yeah. that Matt is having to live with now and you mm. know um, so so then I, I suppose then surfing the those would raise questions so they you, have, you had to surf those still waves now them. we will be with Matt and something will come up and it's been I don't even know how many years it's been since he was there probably not seven or eight so still asking questions about that. And we're still that. asking questions. It's still with him. Yeah. He's amazingly strong. He does. He confesses to not believing in Je following Jesus, but actually, I truly believe Jesus is in his heart and keeping him strong and and grounded. And yeah. these tools have helped our whole family. Great. So there there are practical working out of those kind of things uh, in practice there. Now, it may not be as extreme as uh, that, obviously, but people have lives, and th it That's does right. affect them. And so we're going to have those kind of questions, whether from non-Christians or from mm -hmm. Christians. And this is where we take them on a journey in discipleship mm -hmm. of understanding these yeah. kind of things. Yeah, and caring for those that we don't know that this yeah. is going on in their lives. So prayer it's a conversation with God an informal relational communication I keep yeah. saying it yeah. a heart-to-heart -heart flow of life together with him our prayers are messy our lives are messy yeah. they're not finished we don't finish our sentences we don't finish our prayers our lives are still going we've just got to grow in our relationship with God and it's the same with our friends and our family and our work colleagues, whatever we are. So those five tools, windows, framing, talking and listening, 
uh, unwinding or untangling and also surfing those waves. They are tools for us to use, not formulas in that sense, okay? Thank you for listening. To find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.